Welcome to the Pimp Your Brilliance podcast with Monique Malcolm, a show about creative people leveraging their brilliance to create their own opportunities. I aim to show you what's really possible when you shut down the chorus of fear and lean into your genius zone. You can learn more about this show and subscribe for updates by visiting keepchasingthestars.com backslash podcast. Hey, Brilliant Squad. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Pimp Your Brilliance. If you are new here, I'm your host, Monique Malcolm. And the Pimp Your Brilliance podcast is a show for creative people who want to create their own opportunities and make money by leveraging their ideas, talents, and skills. Basically what I call pimping your brilliance. And we do that here every single week, balancing a bit of inspiration with strategy and tactical things that you can apply. I interview so many amazing creatives with a variety of different backgrounds and skill levels and business ideas in the hopes of showing you what's possible, giving you some ideas and ways that other people have gone out to pimp their brilliance. And then I get on the mic doing solo episodes, sharing where I'm at in my business, strategies, things that I'm working on. That way you get a sense of things that you can apply to your own business. So we're doing a little bit of both. You're getting inspiration you're getting strategy and tactics, and those things combined are going to help you pimp your brilliance. Before we get into today's episode, I want to give you a few housekeeping things. First things first, have you grabbed your copy of the Find Your Genius Zone guide? If not, I encourage you to do that. It's a really great guide for someone who is stuck trying to figure out what skills or talent that they can monetize or exactly what they're expert enough to teach someone else. So I created this resource for you. It's full of exercises and questions that will help you pinpoint where your natural talents lie, who your ideal client is, and what your minimum viable product could be. So if you want a copy of that, all you need to do is text the word brilliance to 345-345. So that's all you have to do. Send a quick text message and you will get a copy of the guide. I also want to let you know that the Brilliance Lounge is open to new members. So the Brilliance Lounge is the community formerly known as Star Chasers United, but it's been completely revamped. We have a new mission, a new focus, and inside the community, I'm teaching you how to turn your idea into a product. So within the community in the next couple of weeks, actually July 12th to be specific, I'm going to be releasing two programs. One is called Pimp Your Ideas, which will teach you how to plan, create, and sell your very first digital product. And then I'm also releasing Pimp Your Productivity, which is a short masterclass on productivity and systems. Right now, until those programs are released, the community is in beta, which means there is a special beta members rate. So right now it's $30 a month to join. And if you join now, you will lock in that rate. And I want to let you know, once those two programs are released into the community, the monthly membership fee is going to increase. So if you want to lock in that beta member rate, I suggest you get your booty over there and get in there. In addition to those signature programs, once they come out, you'll also have access to monthly virtual events. We do live office hours. We have book club. We do drop-in co-working. And you'll also have access to our private community with an app. So it's a pretty neat thing. I love being in there. It's my favorite place on the internet. I love all the women that are already in there and the conversations we get to have there. So if this sounds like something that you want to be a part of, I suggest that you go over to pimpyourbrilliance.com backslash lounge. 
and you'll get all the details there and you can register and become a member. All right. So those are my housekeeping notes for today. Now let's talk about today's episode because I have another amazing guest, operations consultant and the host of the System Save Me podcast, Jordan Gill. And Jordan Gill helps seasonal business owners. We're talking wedding planners, tax professionals, LSAT tutors, etc. Streamline their business back end. So she is our systems expert. A lot of you have questions about systems and processes and how you can be more productive and more efficient. So I brought on someone who can answer some of these questions. And she has a really great backstory how she got started. I also really love her business model and how she supports other creative business owners because I'm all about seriously community over competition because when we all work together, this whole creative online business world continues to grow and create opportunities for everyone. So she's doing something really neat with her business model and how she supports other people's businesses while growing her own. And we talk a lot about that. She gives us tips for efficiency and a few hacks to clean out your inbox right away. And as a bonus, please go to the show notes because she gave us our community access to one of her workflows. So she has a workflow on the System Save Me website called Inbox for Service Providers, and she's giving that to us for free. On her website, it's $197, but you're going to get it for free. So check the show notes. There's a link inside the app where you can get this freebie and also the coupon code to get that. So definitely make sure you sign up for that and tidy up your inbox. All right. So I've said enough. I want you guys to jump into this episode. I really love talking with Jordan. She was fun, very spunky. And those are always my favorite people to interview because it makes the conversation a lot easier on me. So if you're ready to dive in, grab your pen and your notebook and let's get to it. Hi, Jordan. Welcome to the show. Hey, Monique. I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to have you because you are our systems expert and systems is like one of those things. I love systems, but I'm also a person who (laughs) likes, who's like loves to organize and tweak things. So that's probably why I love it. Oh yeah. um, This is something that people are always asking about what systems you use and all these types of things. And I am like, let me bring somebody on who is an expert in this because I'm sure there's things that even I'm overlooking and I feel like I'm super efficient and, and pretty on top of things, but you can always learn more. So I'm so excited to have you on the show today because I know you're going to share so many good things. So we've already talked about a few things. So I'm excited to hear a bit of your story. So let's start at the top. Awesome. (laughs) Uh, Give us a bit of your backstory. Tell us how you got started. Like where did this whole idea or love of systems come from? Totally. So it's interesting because I didn't really realize that being a systems person was a thing. Uh, and so I guess fast forward, I've been in, I've been in business three years full time. And before that, uh, I was working about two years inside of someone's business as their head of content operations. So, um, and that was when I was 23, which we'll get into how that happened and whatnot. But prior to that, I honestly wanted to work in, uh, team logistics and operations for sports teams. So uh, not at all what I uh, am doing now with women entrepreneurs. However, it was very process oriented. I created this beautiful 200 page manual for this business that I was working for uh, around their their team logistics. And uh, 
really where I started to figure out that operations was my thing was in the two years that I was um, kind of a big wig in the online marketing industry, her business. Um, and I started out as kind of the songwriter to her Beyonce. So I actually wrote all of her content for her programs that she's then sold for hundreds of thousands of dollars. And so that was really cool. And she realized how processed I was. And so I was like, yeah, this is, you know, everyone has their own process, right? She's like, no, like nobody has processes like you do. <laughs> uh, and so that was kind of the start of her really facilitating then, okay, if you're processed in this way, do you want to be, you know, processed in other areas of my business? And I said, sure, why not? And I just started processing her, how her membership ran, processed her customer support area, and just kept doing that. And then um, it was kind of crazy. Just one, it felt very random day. Uh, God kind of nudged my heart and just was like, mm, it's time to go. And I was like, um, interesting because I'm comfortable. I'm good. I'm traveling the world. I'm working remotely in this business that I'm really great at. Like, I think you got the wrong Jordan. Like there's a lot of people named Jordan. I think maybe it's somebody else. And he was like, nah, you need to leave. And so I said, all right. And I gave six weeks notice, uh, which again is kind of a, a different way of doing things. Generally speaking, most people side hustle and then they leave and you have this big pot of money and like, you're good to go. Uh, that was not the case for me. I had about, oh gosh, maybe $3,000 in my bank account, which I guess is embarrassing to to admit at 25 <laughs> years old, but it is what it is. I was like, I'm going to spend money and travel the world. It's going to be fine. And, uh, you know, it, it was interesting then going into this, the six weeks of starting a business, literally. And, uh, all I had was a bank account, a, an email address and, uh, a business name. Like I literally just like had to name my business. Uh, and I got an LLC. So I did not have an Instagram even for personal, I did definitely did not have a presence in any way, shape or form. And within those six weeks, I was able to solidify $12,500 monthly recurring, um, for new clients. And, you know, we can totally unpackage that if you want to, but it, it, it's one of those things where I think a lot of people allow time to make them feel good about taking the leap into entrepreneurship. And as somebody, and that's totally fine. If that's your, if that's your jam, do it. And however much time you give yourself is how much time it's going to take you to complete that process. So whether it's the process of losing weight or it's the process of building a business, it's going to take the time that you give it. And so for me, I gave myself six weeks and I figured it out. And I was able to solidify 4X what I was making monthly with the position that I had. So I encourage folks to try and shorten the deadlines. A lot of people are procrastinators. So, it you know, deadlines are our friend and help kind of put some pressure on it to where you're going to work differently. If you're like, I have six weeks or I have six months or six years, you're going to work differently in your business because of those time constraints. So, you know, I have a very odd, I guess, beginning story. And also the name of my business was disgusting. It was personalized procedures. Uh, <laughs> am I selling medical devices? What am I doing here? So if I can make money with the ugliest name in the world and six weeks, like 
all y'all have absolutely the power within you to do what you want to do in your businesses. So that's, that's genuinely how I feel. <laughs> I kind of love personalized procedures. What? You, girl, it's you are like, the first person. <laughs> it's, it's like delightful in the oddest way. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will take that as a compliment. You are the one and only person that I've ever said that to. And they're like, oh, I kind of like it. No, no one has ever said that. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Um, goodness, so many things I want to ask. Um, and I didn't intend to ask this, but since you brought it up, let's talk about yeah. how you landed this, these clients in the six week time yeah. frame. Cause I mean, that's, that's unheard Same. of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like yeah, that's zero to 60, seriously. Yeah. It, it was pretty incredible. And like, you know, when I gave my six weeks notice, I was like, all right, I'm going to go have to live in the basement of a dentist office and I'm going to have to eat ramen every day, which I have to be gluten-free for allergy purposes. So I basically would have died. And like, I just, I was going to, I don't know, mentally, I just was preparing for Armageddon or I don't know, but, um, I, it was interesting. So the process that I went through is, uh, again, the name came from playing thesaurus for a couple hours. And then I got the LLC, got my email set up. And then I actually just reached out to during the two years that I was with um, uh, that business, I actually had connected with people. I had gone to different events and connected with other people in the online marketing industry, um, just colleagues like peers. And really, I... I recognized that in those two years, I hadn't asked for anything, which I think a lot of us are freaked out to ask for help, to ask for support, to ask for assistance, any of those things, because we're like, well, I'm putting the stake in the ground and I'm going to make it work and I'm going to do this. And it's really nonsense. Um, so for me, I went and asked different people that I had met across my journey and said, hey, I'm looking for clients who need help with their systems. Uh, do you know somebody who needs that sort of support? And because I hadn't asked for anything for two years, everyone's like, yeah, absolutely. And so I got connected with uh, four different individuals. And my main package was $3,500 a month for 10 hours a week. Um, so um, it ended up being around $70-ish an hour. And, uh, there was one client that was like, a kind of a short-term project base for six months. Um, that was a different package. I honestly don't even remember. And so I started out with those four people and I, all I did was get on the phone and say, Hey, I can do this thing. Do you need this thing? And they're like, yeah, I do. Let's start soon. Um, because again, I had no website, no anything out there. And all I did was I was connected to people who were connected to my potential clients, which is like the story of my entire business life. And they were willing to refer and connect me to people. And that's how I then took off um, from there. And I'm not saying there haven't been some lows, uh, but how I started was definitely in the spirit of being supported and referred by people who knew me, people who knew my work ethic, um, and stuff like that. So that's, that's really how I was able to get from zero to 60 in in about six weeks. So what I'm hearing you say is you pimped your brilliance, which I always <laughs> tell people is leveraging <laughs> yep. the things that you already have to get the thing that you need. So I love Amen. that. I love that so Amen. much. Okay. Yes. So talking about systems, 
and you being our expert, what are some systems that you use throughout your day? Like what makes your life easier? Oh my goodness. So honestly, kind of the broad system that helps me is I am an assessment junkie. Uh, so Myers-Briggs, Enneagram, Human Design, Strengths Finder, DISC. I don't even, there's probably a bunch of other ones I've already done and I just don't remember my, my reports, but I look at who I am. And again, you know, talking about pimping your brilliance, I look at who I am and what I naturally enjoy, what I'm naturally good at and anything that doesn't fit into those buckets, I'm not going to do. For example, if anybody besides Oprah comes to me and wants me to do a guest post, I'm going to say no, uh, <laughs> because I don't want to write. Um, that's not, uh, what I enjoy. I enjoy video. I enjoy podcasting. I enjoy talking, speaking, those sorts of things. And so it's very easy then to, you know, part of the system of, you know, when opportunities come across my plate or come across my inbox or whatever, I already know if I see the word guest post, if I see the word blog, if I see the word write, it's an automatic no. And so I don't have to put a bunch of energy of like, oh, I should go and research them for a little bit. And I should go see, well, maybe what topics would I do? Like, would I enjoy this? Like, who's there? I don't even spend any mental energy that's unnecessary on opportunities that I already know are not a good fit for me. So that's like from a really broad standpoint. And, and, you know, people may not think of that as a system, but it totally is. It's a system of, of really looking at how I want to spend my time and where it's going to be best fit for me. So that's a broad sense. And then, you know, kind of more of what people understand systems to be, which honestly systems are just a series of steps to accomplish a goal in chronological order. That's literally all a system is. So the systems that I use in my business um, center around uh, mainly scheduling because I will do things like podcasting or get on client calls or go do VIP weekends or whatever else. And that's a really big system that just, again, my calendar is everything. If it's not on my calendar, it doesn't happen. And then another um, system that I do is an uh, Airtable is a big uh, tool that I use specifically. It's basically like Microsoft Excel on steroids. And I use that for my uh, podcast agency business. I use that for um, when I am doing outreach for visibility opportunities. I use that for uh, how I run my workflow template shop. It's all in Airtable. And I make sure that, again, I'm ticking off the tasks. I'm making sure things are are moving through the workflows as they should be. Uh, so those are those are a few of the bigger ones that that I do on a on a pretty consistent basis. Oh, I'm just getting into Airtable. I, yes, girl. I, I want to not love it, but oh, it's so hard. <laughs> and I keep thinking, I'm like, oh, you're just adding on another thing oh, that you gosh, have to like figure out and like get situated in. But then I put in all my stuff for like content and. Uh, content and podcast outreach because like getting on other people's shows. And I'm like, this is so efficient, much more efficient than storing it all in an Excel sheet, which is what I was doing. It just, oh yeah, it's, it's a lot less cluttered and jumbled. And I'm just like, oh, I don't need another system, but that one's uh, hard to avoid. <laughs> oh, totally. And I mean, the fact that you can drag and drop attachments in there, you I can have that. 
Oh gosh, it is. Oh man, yeah, it's it's totally a systems nerd dream in there. It really is. One of my favorite <laughs> things is like when you're doing podcast outreaching, and you can I can put in like drop down responses, so I can say like, is this my first time contacting them? Uh, what their response was, and then I love how you can link things on the back end. So if I get on somebody's yeah. show, I can put stuff in and it pops up in yep. another. Oh, it's just so much. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally. the whole thing. Oh, it's so bad, but I do love <laughs> tweaking things. So it definitely satisfies that need. Okay. Absolutely. So I want to talk a bit about your business model because we talked briefly about totally. this and I want to make sure I highlight this. There's other things I want to ask you about efficiency, which I think would be useful, but I also think yeah. that this is a really important conversation. So Jordan has a systems workflow shop and yes. it's set up in a way that I haven't actually seen online. And I don't think that most people are thinking to do this. And it's really mm-hmm. genius and it supports, it's like collaborative and it supports other creatives, which I think is very important. And I'm always saying we need to support each other. That's how this yep. whole thing grows. So can you Hello. tell us about your shop and how you have it set up? Absolutely. So my workflow shop, um, you can go check it out, systemsamey.com. And uh, you'll go and you'll see, you know, my face and my name is kind of on the front page. And then from there, it, you know, kind of drips off and it's way more about uh, the operations community uh, are kind of, which really consists of virtual assistants, project managers, and online business managers. And you may or may not have seen any of those names of businesses anywhere because they are the least visible people <laughs> out of everybody in business. And it just was driving me crazy because three years ago, yes, I, I was able to land clients and, and all of that stuff. However, there wasn't a whole lot of talk about systems and operations and, and all of that stuff back three years ago. And it drove me nuts. And I was like, is nobody doing this? Am I the only, there's no way I'm the only person doing this. And so within the three years, I started to kind of trickle and get to know people and, and finally find people uh, who were doing what I was doing, whether it was inside of people's businesses or from a consulting perspective, similar to me. And I was like, why are like, can I just hang out with people and talk about systems and tools and how ridiculous things are? And it kind of, it transpired in a few different ways. Um, people would ask me to create content. So workflows and, and systems trainings for inside of their programs, And again, uh, back to kind of my broad system, I was like, no, I'm not doing it. I don't want to do it. I barely want to do it for myself. So therefore, (laughs) I definitely don't want to do it for you. Uh, So no. And it kept it kept coming up so often that I was like, all right, let me take a look at this because maybe there's a different way to do this where I'm not actually having to create the content. However, I can somehow facilitate and connect people who would be willing to do those things for me or for, uh, other people's businesses or, or content. And so I just came up with, I was at a mastermind retreat last year in June. Uh, and so we were just kind of playing around with like, would it make sense for me to like, have a platform and basically people would pay me to be able to be on the platform. And then all I have to do is market and sell, which is like the part that I enjoy. Like, is that even a thing? And they're like, well, let's test it out. So 
was like, all right. And so my op squad is what I, what I call them. Uh, they are the amazing, brilliant, honestly, better at systems people than I am. Uh, and they get to share their expertise. And the, and the biggest thing was a lot of these people were booked out, but they wanted to increase their income, but they had no time because again, they're usually wrapped up in hourly sorts of, of packages. So I was like, well, you can increase your income by giving me your content and I go out and sell it for you. And they're like, uh, duh. And you don't have to do customer support and you don't have to do all these other things that I have to do. Uh, you literally just have to create the content. And so I have 17, yeah, 17 amazing ladies in there. Um, and it's, it's kind of part mastermind, part this passive income opportunity and it's super dope. Um, and the women, again, like I said, are, if I had to create all of the workflows that are in the shop currently, first off, half of them would be terrible because I don't necessarily use those platforms myself. So for me to have to use the brain power to figure out how it works and then create content for it, child, please, like it's not gonna happen. <laughs> so it's, it's so interesting that people want to build these silos um, where it's like, well, I'm alone. I'm, I have to do everything myself. Like everything in my business has to be done by me. And I'm telling you, I literally have a platform and yes, I did all of the upfront costs of the website and I have a team and all of these things. I did all of that, that stuff up front. However, I don't have to create the content, which like literally is like the meat quote unquote of my business model, but I'm not having to do it, which is like, kind of strange and bizarre to, to think about. But again, if really I'm being honest with myself and with everybody listening, my zone of, if you're familiar with actually the book, um, the big leap by Gay Hendricks, uh, he talks about the zone of genius and the zone of excellence and some other zones that I don't really care about. Cause I only care about what I'm good at. So, uh, the zone of genius is like what you were like meant to do on this earth, purposeful, all of the things and zone of excellence is something you are really good at and maybe even known more for, but it's, it's not really like the purpose, like totally the purpose. And I thought for the longest time that systems was my zone of genius. And I honestly think that systems are my zone of excellence. I'm really good at them and I enjoy them and all of that. But my actual purpose zone of genius is building connections. And so that is what I love to do. I love, 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 love to connect with people. And so with the op squad, I'm connecting them with sales on, for me, I'm also connecting them to my affiliates. I'm also connecting them to my, uh, uh, people who want to actually put these courses and content in their actual programs. So, all I get to do is connect all day and I connect with new affiliates. I connect with uh, so many people. And that is, uh, actually if you're familiar, I know you're a book nerd as well. So if I just drop a bunch of books, like we'll be good. <laughs> uh, another book that I've read is clockwork and, uh, there's a term in there called the queen bee role. <clears throat> and, uh, it's a book by Mike McCallowitz. I totally recommend it. And the queen bee role essentially is like, if, you, you, uh, the, the owner of the business are the queen bee. What is your role that if you don't do it, the business doesn't grow. And for me, 
if I am not connecting with people, if I am isolated, if I am in a cave, if I am not out there, my business doesn't grow. So I have, so then I build again, my business model around like Jordan's sole job is to connect, whether it's with podcast guests with, or podcast hosts, whether it's with speaking opportunities, whether it's again with affiliates or Facebook live people or YouTubers, whoever it is, that is, that is my sole job. It's just to go out and be out there, talk to people, connect all of that to then fuel people back into the shop. And I think it's, it's pretty dope uh, to to think about how, again, the the transitions I've made in my business to be able to make this a reality. And uh, so my biggest piece of encouragement around this is if you don't see a business model that is tested, tried, true, or if you feel like all you see on the internet is you know, build a course and an evergreen funnel and you'll make millions of dollars, you can totally do something different. Like, and honestly, that scared me. Uh, I've always been a trailblazer. Every position I had when I had a job was one that was not previously occupied. So I, I'm always having to trailblaze. And when you're an entrepreneur and with business models and stuff, I think a lot of times we want to trailblaze, but then we kind of fall into, and there's nothing wrong with course, evergreen funnel, you know, webinar stuff, absolutely nothing wrong with it. I'm talking to the people who may feel like that's not a good fit for them and just know that again, I'm doing a business model that isn't traditionally what's happening out there and it feels good and I'm making money and I'm making connections and things are great. And so don't shy away from, doing things against the status quo or things that you don't see um, all the time. And in addition to that, you're supporting other women business owners and spreading love, which I think as much as we shout community over competition, let's be honest, behind the scenes, there's still a lot of competition and cattiness. But instead of you taking this stance of I'm going to create everything and I'm going to be like the best systems person out here, you're just saying like, no, no, I know what I'm good at. <laughs> like, let's stop playing. And like, exactly. I noticed that you, Susie Q over there is really good at Dubsado. So why don't you come over here and create something? And yep. it's it just, I feel like it fuels everything because then you are giving, like you said, people who don't actually have time to yep. to market courses and things like that, because it takes a lot of time to build and market a course and put funnels and all that stuff together. Like you're taking it off the plate. You're just saying like, bring me your thing. I'm going to sell it. I'll cut you a slice. That And if they do a really good job on it, who knows? That leads to other clients and that that's even more money yep. in their pockets. So it's just a thing that keeps going over and over again. Um, and it's a really super dope way to support women businesses and and still say like, okay, we can all like, what is it? The rising tide when the tide rises, all ship rises or something like that. Yep. Um, yep. So rising that tide way, lifts all boats. You. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> exactly. And I think that, you know, to say again, put the hashtag community over competition all over the place. And then behind the scenes, you're like, um, I had that idea two years ago and she's doing it and now I can't do it and I could do it better than her, but she did it first. No, like just put, put the noise away and understand that there is so much room. And again, um, what is it? I totally like, almost failed psychology like three times in college, but there's totally a, <laughs> a, I think it's a bias where, or not even a bias, 
a study where, again, if you're like, oh, I want to buy, you know, uh, a Honda Civic, then all of a sudden you see Honda Civics everywhere. It's a bad example because those are everywhere. But uh, <laughs> if I wanted to have it like a Lamborghini and all of a sudden I see Lamborghinis everywhere, like that's probably how it feels to you. If you know that you want to be a coach or, um, or a beauty consultant or a singer, like whatever it is that you're wanting to do. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, there's like so many people who are beauty consultants or there's so many people who are health coaches. And so who am I to come in and like do this because there's already a bunch of people doing it. Guess what? I, again, I'm not the only systems person out there. I could name probably a hundred other systems people who are out there killing it, doing their thing and in all sorts of capacities. And I, I don't shy away from my own, I guess my own brilliance, uh, to use your word, uh, because it's, it's got a little special sauce to it. And if you don't believe, and if you can't bet on yourself, then who's going to, so you have to step into who you are, what you want to do and, and just own it. And honestly, I feel like the uniqueness will come to you. You'll start to then ask people, why, why are you choosing me over everyone else? Or what makes you attracted to my brand or, or how I do things? And you'll start to, to get that feedback back. And, um, and so a lot of it has to do with, uh, for me, it is, uh, I have an excellence approach to everything that I do, but I'm also very approachable. And so I have sunk into that, like no tomorrow, because that is me. Like I'm sitting here in yoga pants and a Nike shirt, like just hanging out, but I do everything with excellence. I don't do anything, uh, you know, just with half of a foot in half a foot out. I I go all into everything that I do and I, I choose to do it excellently. And so when I sunk even deeper into that, like it it opened up so many more new doors and clients and opportunities that were so aligned with who I was standing in to the core of who I am. It's, it's everything. It's a really big part of it. Oh, listen, (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love everything you're saying. Like, it's like that, you know, I'm going to show up in the business meeting and be business, but then like, also we still going to be like a little bit homegirl with it. I love it. Yep. That's how I feel every single day. So I want to know, okay, so let's talk about efficiency because this is another big thing yeah. that I feel like people, my listeners get stuck up in productivity. How can I be more yeah. efficient? How can I output more? And sometimes I'm just like, well, first of all, maybe you should turn off Netflix. But once we get Hello. that handled, um, <laughs> what are some other ways that people can be more efficient in their daily lives? Yes. So... One area that um, kind of, for me, runs my whole life, but also dictates everything is just your calendar and when you do what. Uh, So there's a couple of things around calendar that I suggest. One being, if you are full-time in a job and you're side hustling your business, you need to know how many hours you actually, in reality, have to work on your business and men, amen, amen. Like, <laughs> right. Why, why are we guessing this? So actually look at your calendar and say, okay, I only have two hours every single day because again, I'm working nine to five. Maybe you have hour commute, half hour commute, whatever it is. You got to eat, maybe go to the gym, maybe you got kiddos, all the things. So maybe you only have from like 10 
p.m. to midnight to work on your business every day. Uh, so again, if that's the case Monday through Friday, that means you have 10 hours that particular week. And again, Saturday, Sunday, you can maybe add a little more in there. Maybe it's 20 hours total. So if you have 20 hours a week total to work on your business, then starting to divide and look at, okay, what are similar tasks that I have to do in my business? So for example, um, there are two different ways that you can kind of start to batch or I guess, um, pull together again, tasks that are very similar to particular days. Uh, so one way is to actually theme your days. So maybe Mondays are your blog days and you're just going to write blog posts all that day. And that's literally all you're going to do. Tuesdays, you're going to do client work. Wednesdays, you're going to send outreach emails to podcasts that you want to be on. When Thursdays, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, you get the point. And so every single day has its, its purpose and that will help you streamline, you know, you, people talk about streams of consciousness and all that sort of stuff. When you're in the flow, things happen a lot quicker and easier because you just have to focus on one thing at a time. The second way that you can adjust your schedule to kind of, again, batch similar things together are uh, A, B weeks. So like the letter A, letter B weeks. So I was doing this uh, type. I've switched up and done different stuff with my schedule um, and now I'm back to kind of the batched days, but with AB schedule, you can look at, okay, maybe the first and third week of the month are the non-client days. So those are days again, that I'm doing uh, podcasts or blogs or, you know, doing whatever. And then B weeks, which are the second and fourth weeks of the month, I am working with clients. And because the worst thing you can do and, and the really what I want you to take away from this is the worst thing you can do is decide I'm going to write a blog one hour, then I'm going to go get on a podcast, then I'm going to have a client call, then I'm going to go, you know, do Pinterest stuff. That is the worst, 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 worst thing you can do because you're having to context switch is what it's called between all the different tasks. And so every time you switch what type of task you're doing, it takes your brain five to 30 minutes to readjust to that new task. Talk about total time suck. Like you're having to like trudge through mud to like get used to what it is you're doing and you may not notice it, but it's happening. And so that is why I a hundred percent suggest batching in some capacity, whether again, it's, you know, AB weeks or it's batching your days, looking at how you can do similar things. Cause it's going to make you immediately more efficient. Like that's the quickest way is just like dedicating time to only one particular area. Amen to all of that. <laughs> yes. Especially the theming of the days. I only record podcasts on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Because when I tried, yep. when I just had the schedule open, there would be successions of days where I couldn't get anything done because I was interviewing all yep. day. <laughs> yep, yeah, so exactly. I learned really quickly that that was not an efficient way <laughs> to run your business. All right. So I want to um, ask you a bit about your challenges because even though you got yeah. started from zero to 60 right out the gate and you're doing really well, what do you feel have been some of your challenges over the years? Totally. Well, there have been many, but I will keep it short. Uh, so one was 
looking at, so the first about six months, I, I stuck with the type of the way that I was working with clients. Well, not even six. What was that? May, June, July, August. So four months, <laughs> even less. Uh, four months, I was working in the capacity that uh, I had set up from the beginning. And that fifth month, September 2016, I will never forget it. Three out of my four clients were launching. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, I don't know how I survived. I'm still here somehow, but it was mentally the most draining, physically, emotionally. I was, oh man, I was just pulled out of my comfort zone. And I just was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, this is not sustainable. And my clients don't care that I have other clients. And I'm not going to be able to control how many launches I do in a month if I have multiple clients. So we got to change it. So I actually, um, what did I, I let go of two clients pretty much immediately, uh, in October. And then I kind of slowly gradually let go of the other two. And I actually decided that I wanted to work in intensives. Um, so I was like, all right, intensives, it's going to be great, which, uh, essentially intensives are just short bursts of work. So for me, it was four hours, um, for $3,000 And that also took a mindset shift because if you remember my previous, uh, I guess business model was 3,500 a month for 40 hours. And now I was about to come up and say, you need to pay me $3,000 for four hours. Talk (laughs) about a mindset, just mind messery. Talk about Uh, some abundance though. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, no, this is totally what it's going to be. And so I actually hired a sales coach at that time to help support me in that transition because I felt really confident going in and saying, I can be on your team. I did not feel really confident uh, selling myself just of my brain, essentially. So that was really scary. And so I had my first clients of that in December and January. Things were like pretty good, like had a couple moving along. February 2017 had zero new clients. And I was like, what did I do? This is terrible. I can't believe I just did this. I'm going to be a failure. This is the worst idea I've ever had in my whole entire life. Just drama, drama, drama in my head. And, but I just pushed through that month. Like I just had to semi ignore myself and I came out of it again. Then March, I got a few more clients and then April, May, June, yeah, and kept on going. And for me, a max of, of clients per month was eight. Um, and so that was a, a consistent, I would have between five and eight clients every month. So it'd be whatever, 15 to 24,000 a month. And I think, again, a lot of people think, oh, like if you're not going toward a million dollar business, like you're failing. And it's like, <sighs> okay, everybody calm down. And $24,000 a month is still a lot of money. Like that's somebody's salary, like honestly, salary. <laughs> honestly. And it's so crazy pants that people want to diss like anything that's below a million dollar business. And it's like, honeydew, like this $24,000 was totally perfect for me. Like I was good there. I wasn't having to push and, and do all of the craziness. Cause I was just like, I'm really happy. I'm really comfortable. This is good for me. So I'm going to sit here for a while and just enjoy this type of business and enjoy until I don't enjoy it anymore. And so I think, again, we always think about what we got to be doing next. What do we got to be doing next? What's the next thing? How am I going to make more money? 
And again, I want to encourage you to, if you are having success in your business and you're enjoying what you're doing, there's nothing wrong with sitting and enjoying it. There's absolutely nothing wrong with being great with an 8K a month, a 10K month. Like there's nothing wrong with that. And if you want to enjoy for the next six months, year, two years, that way of doing business of just making eight to 10 K a month. Awesome. Like, again, that's still six figures. So whatever, you know, we kind of let everybody get into our head about how we should be pushing all the time. I, that's not my philosophy. I don't feel like we need to be pushing all the time. You don't always need to be doing something new. And, it's, it can be actually really enjoyable and really fun to actually celebrate your success by letting yourself enjoy the season that you're in right now. And I think that that is something that I still struggle with sometimes, but I'm really grateful that I did that for about a year and a half that I did of just doing intensives over and over and over and over again um, to now, you know, and then you come out of it and you're like, ah. I could do something new now and then you can go and be your, you know, creative self. Um, and so that's really, you know, again, the challenges have been with, you know, those $0, $0 new revenue months and the challenges can be around maybe your business model not fitting you anymore. Um, or again, what I kind of mentioned earlier of just like everyone else is doing their business this way online. I'm not doing it that way. Am I setting myself up for failure? Did I choose the wrong business model? Am I doing things harder than they need to be? And so a lot of that really just comes to self-doubt, to be quite honest. Uh, I think that's the biggest thing that I struggle with. Um, I find that I am a pretty confident person when it comes to uh, my knowledge and and whatnot. But, you know, making that work in business or Or how does, you know, what I do and what I know, how does that then relate to actual business? Uh, I definitely have had tons of of self-doubt moments of just like, why don't I just go be a Starbucks barista and call it a day? Uh, So because they get a free drink every day and that's all I want in life. So I think for all of you who also struggle with self-doubt, like, I don't know if this is encouraging or not, but for me, it's, it's not like, Oh, I made six figures and it's gone. Uh, I think that's, that's work that you consistently have to do, whether that's journaling or hiring a mindset coach or, or figuring out self care routines. Like it's, it's always a work in progress, at least for me. Girl, same. Say, are we, are you reading my mind? (laughs) Talking about worst enemies. It's between my ears. (laughs) For real. Me too. Yeah, child. This is the struggle. I think that people overlook that as being like a major struggle of entrepreneurship and, and getting out of that. All right. So wrapping things up, I always like to end the show with the Pimp Your Brilliance Action Challenge. And for you, I would love if you would share three hacks that someone can implement right away in their business. Yeah. So uh, the first one is I'm sure everybody has an inbox. If you have a business, you most likely have an email address and inboxes can become super, super insane. And so I have just a five minute quick hack for if you are a Google suite or Gmail user um, to again, get 
kind of a lot of the newsletter or automated messages out of your inbox. So you're just seeing messages that you need to respond to or that you need to to send. And so the quickest way you can do that is going over into the settings wheel, which is at the top right-hand side of your screen. If you have it open, click the settings wheel, click settings under there, go over to the tab that says, uh, what is it? Filters, I believe. And um, opening that and then create a new filter. Um, There's a box that's going to come up and inside the box, in the box, uh, that says has the words in next to that, write a quotation. Then what will pop up is another, another box. And this is the last box that you'll see. And you'll see a lot of emails populate behind the box. That is, that means you did it correctly. And you will want to click the top button of archive it so that it doesn't go into your inbox directly. And then also create a label and name your label, something like newsletters, unsubscribes, something like that. And then there's a little tiny box at the bottom of uh, a checkbox at the at the bottom of the main box that says also apply to past conversations. Check that box and then click create search, um, or save or whatever it is. And then from there, literally your entire inbox, as far as all of the automated, anything that has the word unsubscribe at the bottom of it means you're on their mailing list. All of that gets automatically pulled into a folder or what Gmail calls a label. And then you can go through and actually sort that while you're watching, you know, reruns of, of scandal or whatever you want to watch. And you can go through it and, and figure out what you want to keep and what needs to go. And that way what's in your inbox stays actual conversations that you need to respond to. And you don't have to sit there and sort through everything else in your inbox. So that's like, Fun action item number one, uh, just cleaning out your inbox. And then the second thing is a super fun hack. So if you, again, are a client-based business and you use some sort of booking software, uh, specifically Acuity, A-C-U-I-T-Y, you actually can uh, connect that to now both Facebook and your Instagram page. So Facebook page and Instagram page, uh, that's your Facebook business page, I should say. And you can actually have a book button directly on that page. And so we want to make it as easy as possible for people to book potential sales calls or or strategy sessions or whatever you you use in your business. And so I always encourage everyone to use those um, those ways for people to to get connected to you because I think we think we're selling a lot and we're making ourselves available a lot, but just letting your website sit there is not doing a lot. So um, add adding your booking buttons to your Facebook and your Instagram page is another great way to then filter people into uh, schedule a call with you and um, get that all situated. And then the third hack is centered around actually your phone. Uh, so I, the only notifications I have on my phone are my calendar and my text message. I literally, and Slack, actually, those are my three. Um, so I don't have my email notifications on. I don't have my Instagram notifications on. I don't have any notifications on besides those three areas because I don't want to be distracted. I don't want to uh, just, just take my focus away from what I'm doing in the moment and 
the more notifications, dings, pings, click clacks, whatever you've got going on on your phone or even your computer too, the worse it's going to be for you. And that's also probably uh, contributing to your productivity and being able to focus and get things done efficiently. All right. So there goes our three hacks. And then finally, what are you reading currently that we should know about? Yes. So I clearly am a book junkie because I've like name dropped already like 17 books, probably only (laughs) two. But uh, one book that I'm reading right now that is actually really awesome is the Radical Candor book. Um, I'm actually going to do two. So there's that. But Radical Candor I'm reading right now. And it's all about um, being a really great boss without losing your humanity. Uh, so looking at how to be a leader, how to take your team to the next level, et cetera, um, because that's kind of the phase of business that I'm in. But then secondly, a really awesome book is This Is Marketing by Seth Godin. And so that is, Seth Godin is such an amazing like marketer, business person, all the things. And he has these short emails that he sends out in his newsletters and he actually created a book out of them. So if you are just wanting little snippets of figuring out ways to market yourself differently or help with your messaging or stuff like that, This is Marketing by Seth Godin is another really great book. All right. So I'll add those to the show notes. And then finally, where can listeners find you on the internet? Yeah. So I basically am everywhere at System Saved Me. Um, I'm not on Twitter, but I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest, all System Saved Me. And um, my website, if you want to come check out the workflow shop, is systemsaveme.com. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jordan, for being on the show today. It was great. You shared a lot of really great things, and I'm pretty sure these people have some work to do, especially on their inboxes. <laughs> yes. Yes, they do. Absolutely. So I hope you enjoy that, the action challenges, and at least take action on one of the three items. It's really going to make a big difference. All right. So you guys, if you like this episode, then you can definitely share and let us know on Instagram. Jordan's at System Saves Me, and I am at Pimp Your Brilliance. So tag us and let us know what was your favorite part. And until next time, go out there and pimp your brilliance.